0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 127. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Tony Katz.
0: Yes, we do.
1: And Off Road Andy. Hi. Now, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But uh, this is our sports podcast, so let's just jump right in. We've got some good stuff to uh, get going with, and uh, how about we start with some NBA?
2: As we usually do. As we NBA, usually I think, do. I think it's our our sport that we share together. That's why we like to uh, really get deep into it. Oh, yeah. Um, so even though it's the off-season, news are a little slow. We still have stuff to give you, and I think the, the biggest NBA news this week is they announced the Christmas Day games along with some of the opening day games, but I think... Yeah. The Christmas is, is the bigger deal. It's five games. And we
0: uh we actually, I want to say on one of our podcasts, we actually made kind of our own little predictions.
2: Yeah. I and can't remember exactly what we said. I,
0: I, I know for sure one of mine was right and one of yours was right. And then I think other than that, we kind of just named certain teams that we thought would play. And I think for the most part, it was, we've been right. But I know for sure one of your matchups was on there and then one of mine, which uh I think is the big one that day.
2: Yeah. But let's start with, uh, the early I think they games. have them in, in order already. Yeah. So the early game, which is usually... 9 a.m. Yeah, I usually. usually say it's like the Knicks or somebody. It's usually like... It's almost always
0: the Knicks, I feel like. It's always yeah. like the Knicks and Sixers. And I remember one year, it was Knicks and Dallas. And I want to say Dallas won by like 50 points or something I, ridiculous. I say
2: that. Knicks haven't been very good as of late. But this year, it's the defending champions, the Raptors, who are an interesting team going in, you know, losing their their star. But I think they're still a playoff team and they're going against another team that's in a weird state the Celtics who they lost Kyrie Irving Al Horford but they have Kemba and it's like they're a good team but probably not a championship team so. is that
0: the 9 a.m.? I mean I feel like that would be a game that should be on at like 12 or something. I
2: think that's the 9 a.m. game.
0: I mean it makes sense. I mean if they're, if they're, look at they're the both other games the East Coast, yeah.
2: So after that would be uh, Bucks at Sixers which as I think I, I called that one those are the two top teams in the East now, and I guess
0: actually now that I think about it more, the Celtics did lose Irving, so it's like they're kind of not really that Hollywood type team yeah. much anymore. I mean, they do have Kemba, but it makes sense that that would be the nine AM game, I guess. And then also the Raptors have lost Kawhi, so it's like the Raptors aren't as sexy as they were last year. Yeah, but they deserve to get some.
2: Oh no, TV was, games and no, and still. I think that that's why they slotted him for nine AM. <laughs> they got OG on a newbie's coming back. Yeah, true. Uh, but Bucks and Sixers, that's a that's a big deal. I think. Not even close. Two best teams in the East. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think they're going to be ones fighting it out and, you know, reigning MVP. Maybe what if Ben Simmons adds a jump shot and he's MVP at that point? It could always happen. We don't know. Absolutely. Um, but after that, we have Pelkins at Nuggets. And this is where I missed on this. I was saying the Jazz were going to get Christmas Day game. Yeah, I
0: think we said Jazz or Portland would.
2: Yeah, I didn't see the Nuggets, but I guess the the Nuggets, they got the two seed.
0: And they gave the Pelicans. I mean, people want to see Zion.
2: Yeah, that's that's a big one, too. Makes sense. Zion is going to be, even if he's not that good, he's going to have some highlights. Oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I expect so. a, say a Blake Griffin-like rookie season. And also, where, the Nuggets were almost the number one seed last season. Yeah, and they're probably going to be better, I think, those players are super young still. And, and the they
0: thing got, about the Nuggets that I liked, and I think could agree with this, is that they're one of those teams that they play as a team. It's not just like, you never know whose, ball hand, whose hand the ball will be in at the end of the game because they have Murray, they have Harris, there's Jokic, you know, yeah, it helps a when couple guys off the bench that people have never heard of that are good, and they drafted Bull Bull. I mean, we'll see what, you never know. He was a high yeah. college recruit. You know, he got injured, and then people kind of, Gave up on him and he was saying, like, hey, you know, like, I'm still good. I mean, uh, is Michael Porter ever going to play?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he had that minor injury that knocked him out of the Summer League, but so I it's think just crazy he'll be healthy to think that then. they have
0: two really good, like, that were college prospects on their team. And it's like, if those two can ever pan out, like, that Nuggets team is going to be yeah. a team that I think is flying under the radar. That's going to be
2: very scary, possibly, in like two, three years. They also maybe. got Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Trade for him, so it's like a yeah. They're a deep team. They were able to um, score last year. They played good
0: defense. It's a good team.
2: Yeah, and it's a fun matchup. Yeah, and it's it's in Denver, which is always exciting. Yeah, to see how teams deal. And by with Christmas
0: that. too, the season will have been on for two months, so you'll kind of get an idea too. Like how is are how the Pelicans going to play together? How's Zion going to do? How's you know with Lonzo and yeah Ingram? I'm still big on Lonzo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then the uh I think the marquee matchup is what you were referring to earlier. Lakers-Clippers. We don't know who's home team. Lakers. Is that definitive? Okay, yes. also,
0: there's no way that game's before the last game that you said, that you're about to say. Because usually the last game's at like 7.30 on Christmas.
2: Yeah, but the last game isn't the premier game. Usually the bigger games are earlier. Uh, then I almost Usually feel the like, last game uh, is, is... Okay, the but then I also think,
0: game. I think then, is that Pelican, is the Denver Lakers, game in Denver? Yeah. Then I think, I think that might end up being the 7.30 game then.
2: Maybe I feel because like Lakers Clippers will be afternoon. I feel like it'll be twelve thirty. I think is usually the premier game. I was yeah. gonna guess
1: that or like three.
2: Yeah, I don't it's,
0: think we got three clock's Usually, I don't think so either. Three o'clocks usually like the matinee, which I think it would make. Or it's two thirty usually. There's usually
2: like, two. There's two ABC games. So the early yeah. game is is who cares. The early game is usually two I big think games. it goes like nine, then twelve,
0: then like two thirty, then five, then seven thirty. Yeah. So. I think this is the two thirty game. Nine a.m. I think will be Celtics. We'll just take a guess here. Twelve thirty I feel like is usually the the big game, which I think is probably going to be
2: Lakers Clippers. I then. think it'll be Bucks Sixers just because of the time like time zone aspect of that.
0: I could also I could see Bucks Sixers playing at like two thirty though, so then it's like five yeah, thirty out there. Yeah, either way. And then I could see the five o'clock game being. I the think last that's one Pelicans. About I think that's about.
2: Pelicans and Nuggets, and I think the last game the night game, because this team has definitely played on Christmas Day at this time slot before, Warriors at Rockets.
0: Oh, it's Warriors at Rockets? Yeah. I thought I saw Thunder at Rockets. It's Warriors at Rockets. Then I changed my mind.
2: Oh, it's at Rockets, though? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm all confused. Because <laughs> it doesn't – I just – has Houston played at 7.30 before in Houston? I guess that's only they 8.30 start. Turners, I'm or talking, talking about like Gold, nine-
2: Golden State has played this slot before. But you're looking
0: at a 9.30 start in Houston, though, aren't you? If the game starts at 7.30. That's fine. They do it. No, I don't think they do. 10 o'clock game starting? I mean, the only teams
2: on the... I'm
0: think i going to stand by thinking Denver's the 7.30 game if it's not the Laker one.
2: Just because it's got to be a West Coast team playing that late. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Nuggets are mountain time and Rockets are central time.
0: Yeah, two hours ahead. That's a
2: late game. We're really getting into time zones here. Yeah, I don't know why we're like... They didn't tell us what games... This is the order that they told us the games were... Yeah, that doesn't not mean even... that's when they're gonna be on. But it doesn't matter because there's just some good matchups. Yeah, Warriors good and match-ups. Rockets is gonna be exciting. You got, you know, uh, Westbrook is no one likes Westbrook on the Warriors. Uh, the whole Rockets team has a problem with the Warriors and you know the refs and all that stuff. And I think people are gonna want to see what the Steph Curry's gonna do, like kind of on his own. So okay, uh, really quick, I'm sorry. So what I just looked at it,
0: the Rockets Warriors game is in Golden State, but it's the new stadium. Oh, they're saying the game's at the Chase Center in San Francisco. So that probably will be the seven thirty game then.
2: Okay, so I had because they
0: played at seven o'clock last year. Yeah, I had it wrong then. Everything else is right. It's uh, Lakers are the technically the home team, and then it's in Denver, it's in Toronto, in Philly. Yeah. So that's where the confusion is, because so for sure the. Not like it mattered, but I mean, we it, we wanted to solve it. So I think in other, I think it is in order than actually according to like this, which I already deleted.
2: <laughs> well, we'll we'll know you know when yeah. we get to it, Christmas Day. It's a long time from now. Who knows if there ever will be a Christmas uh, it's Day? It's basically already here. Um, but yeah, the
0: Warriors. That'll be the, nice then, and their new stadium that that makes sense actually.
2: Yeah, they're. I think everyone's really interested to see what they they do. They uh. You know, it's not just Curry. They did lock up one of their yeah. other uh, big main pieces, Draymond Green. I think they gave him a, they gave him some options though too. Four year, hundred million dollar extension. It's not not quite a max, but it's a good raise for him. And
0: it's more than he should have ever expected to ever get.
2: Oh yeah, I think if he went on the open market, he would get something close to that. The way these what about the black market? Whoa! Well, I think Draymond Green could <laughs> play some black market basketball. I think the rules are different there. Yeah. No technical fouls. Oh, yeah, that's actually where he would be. A yeah, he'd excel there. Key asset. Yeah, uh, but I, it's the right move to just keep everyone together. I don't think. I don't think Draymond. I think they have no choice after the fact that a lot of what has now
0: transpired in the West. You know, you've got Leonard of the Clippers with George, uh, Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers to team up with LeBron. Uh, Utah and Portland got little pieces that could help their team. It's like they. Needed to make sure they kept all those guys. I mean, they got D'Angelo Russell, which will help, but I think it was smart to hold on to Thompson and Draymond if they're planning on getting to the finals again in the future.
2: Yeah, and I think Draymond just works for that team better than he'll work for anyone else. Yeah,
0: you just—it's one of those things where you kind of look at Draymond. You're like, I can't
2: see him in another. It's better for everyone that it works out this way. He—he could be a guy where, like, say this extension runs out and Warriors are kind of done with him, that he'll be out of the league. He'll. Do like you know like remember Rodman? He did that like stint with the Lakers after the Bulls were done. Yeah, and he's he was not that old. I don't think at that point.
0: Yeah, he did it with the he went with the Spurs he, also. I think no, that
2: was actually before.
0: No, I'm just saying in general the teams yeah. he went
2: to. But I'm saying after the after Bulls the ended, stint. yeah, he went no, to the Lakers for like what like six weeks. And was, yeah,
0: and uh, I could see no, and Draymond's maybe not as colorful as Rodman, but same type of player. Like he's going to yeah. give you hustle and he's going to get you rebounds and he's a better scorer than Rodman, but still he's but his his antics
2: aren't gonna work unless you've like already been with him for so long and yeah he helped you win a title if he's playing for some middling team you're just not gonna have it he's just gonna be you know shown the door i think Mm -hmm. that's years away years years but uh maybe when he is in retirement maybe he'll get a job at tnt like uh, a two-time mvp steve nash and uh never gonna happen
0: are we gonna transition into something
2: Steve Nash.
0: Because yeah. I was, too, almost. Oh. Because I was going to say, speaking of TNT, I'm pretty sure that is the opening night doubleheader, which they also have announced. All right, yeah. Which I just want to say really quick. It'll be Toronto. It'll be 5 o'clock and 7.30. That's usually how it is. It'll be Pelicans at Toronto, because I imagine Toronto's going to get their rings. And by imagine, I mean, they are. So Toronto will be getting their rings on top of the fact that you get to see Zion's debut. And then right after that, it's Lakers-Clippers again.
2: Yeah. I Can think, you dig it? I think everyone is going to push this so hard this year. Yeah. They're going to want fights. There's going to be nothing. There's – LeBron is like a cheesy, nice guy. There's not going to be any drama. He's a big taco Tuesday even guy. Anthony Davis is not – even though he did some weird things at the end of this year, he's the furthest thing from a problem. He's kind I don't, of a nerd. And
0: that looked, that team to me doesn't look like two teams that even really would. I mean, unless Beverly gets under someone's skin, but I don't yeah. even know whose skin he would get Caruso. really under. Uh, Caruso. Maybe.
2: you don't want to mess with him.
0: But uh, – I mean, Rondo's the only one like, you can really think of that might want to like he's back. Yeah. throw some stuff. But speaking of like these little Lakers that went back, Lance Stevenson signed, but in China. God yeah. damn it. Lance yeah, Stevenson
2: will uh, make that money. Making millions over there he, in China. Uh, he better watch himself. <laughs> China is very strict with their laws. I'm saying yeah.
0: He just gets disciplined.
2: <laughs> but I do want to talk about that ring ceremony. You think Lon- Lonzo's going to get like a ring, like a big baller ring, while Toronto is going to get their rings? I would assume so. That would be a good ceremony. Is that
1: brand even still like a thing, though? Didn't I not they get rid of it. And the guy like stole a bunch and... of money,
2: and I don't know. I think they, they had never to, really like, made shoes. Yeah. He could still make Bill Bo- big baller rings, though, just for Lonzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of
1: one. And like, like our Tony's Take hats right now. time in the table would be LaMelo shooting
2: threes.
0: Random leagues. Have you guys ever watched the TBT league? The basketball league or whatever is they call it. Is that
1: the one it. with the four-pointer circle?
0: No, that's the three-on-three on three oh. one that has retired guys. But this is called like the TB, T, TBL, like TBT, TBLA, TBT or something. do
2: determined? <laughs> I, don't know. I
0: don't know. but it's. I watched it for the first time the other day, and there was a team that finally got beat. But it was like some of the teams, it's almost like you put your own teams together. So it's like one of the teams is uh, just Ohio State alumni. So it like oh. Kraft was on it. Sullinger's their coach because I assume he's still in the league, right? No. Okay, so he was a coach, but one of their assistant coaches is still in the league. Evan Turner was an assistant coach, but they had, like – it's cool because it's, like, names you've kind of forgot. Like, they had the one guy's name was, like, Light or something or Lighty. I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, but that team was specifically just Ohio State alums, and they beat this one team that's called, like, the overseas team. So I think it's guys that have played in the pros before, but now they're, like, overseas. And that team was 29-0. and This tournament's been around, like, four years. They're 29-0. and they They've won all four of them. And they lost to the Ohio State team in the semifinals on Sunday, but what's interesting about that game is how it works is with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, no matter what the score is, they turn off the clock, and it's whatever. So let's say the score is 77 to 70. They With four minutes left in the game, they add eight points to the leader's score, and it's the first team to get to 85 wins.
2: <laughs> what? Wait, so they already had 77 points?
0: Exactly. So they add 8 points to the whoever's in the lead. They add 8 points to that score and that's what you, the number you have to get to when the game's over. They don't they turn off the clock. Oh, I thought
2: you mean they just gave them eight
0: No, points so the, the no no. So, now. Okay. No, the thing is is it's yeah, easier no. for those teams obviously cuz they only whoever's in the lead only needs 8 points to win, but if you're down by 6 and it's like, "Oh shit, we need 14." But it's ex- it's honestly exciting cuz it, it's Street ball type stuff. Yeah, and like, you don't really you know. know. And we were watching it. It was actually it's cool because it's always like win a walk two. off shot when it's close. No, it's not one by yeah, two. So that's what makes it exciting because the score could be seventy to seventy one when it goes into that. So now it's first to seventy nine, and the score could be seventy eight to seventy six, and someone hits a three, and that game's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it actually was pretty exciting because it actually was seventy one to seventy one when it went to the fourth, or it was 63-63, So it was first to seventy one, and it was like sixty nine to sixty three for like three minutes it was actually like really exciting
1: no i haven't even is that on like a certain channel Yeah, the
0: finals is actually i almost want to say it might be tonight
1: i've been seeing highlights for the three on three stuff
0: yeah the three on three was uh that's a cool league that they started the ice cube started i think that yeah. it was a couple of years ago and it was actually a success because it's kind of like guys like us that are kind of fans of those guys that played in the early 2000s that aren't around anymore but yeah, that's the one with the four pointer, and I'm sure you saw it where uh, Joe I Johnson. It. I saw that hit a today. step back four point shot at the buzzer to win.
2: Yeah, Joe Johnson's been like wrecking people in that league. I heard that just like he's so much better than everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Also, the reigning MVP I think is uh, not playing huh? this year as a Corey Maggetti. He had his own. Uh, oh yeah, bit of problems. Yeah, he's not <laughs> allowed to play anything um, ever again. Also, Catino Mobley, it's excellent. You get to see him. He looks like he's 65. Catino. Like he does huh? he has, he's, he's, got he's Uncle Drew out there it's like it doesn't make any sense but but they that was the, the league that like had to kick people out they kicked Lamar Odom out yeah kicked like 20 people I, out I or saw something.
1: a thing that he like posted a photo with some chick and said that they were dating but it was total bullshit <laughs> I don't know it's, what's going on I mean, I well, never he's, he's still
0: loony I mean yeah. even though he somehow s- escaped
1: death I wanted to read his book but I've, I've heard it's not very good I've heard I'm you pretty sure. much know <laughs> all of it
2: already I, I doubt it's good yeah, I would be yeah. surprised also. Hmm.
1: Oh. Uh well, should we get back to Steve Nash?
2: Yeah. I think it's exciting. Steve Nash is a uh, a good personality. Yeah. I think he's, he's He'll be smart, commentating he's TNT games? They just said he's going to be doing special. Well, he already he already like works for like
0: Bleacher Report cuz he does the soccer games, the ones yeah. that were on TNT, the Champions League. He's actually in the booth with them cuz he's actually like a huge soccer guy. Like he loves soccer. He's got soccer. the hair who oh, he did. Yeah. No, he's a big, big soccer guy.
1: He's good on screen. He was on in Entourage for a Yeah, he No, he's, he's definitely, there.
2: he's a good TV personality. Yeah, I watched something on, I think it was Vice or something that he did about free throws. Really? And it was about how it's like, you can't, because there, nobody ever shoots like that high a percentage. Like he's like one of the best of all time. That it, it was like, can you practice it enough to be really good? And he was trying to like teach this random guy how to shoot free throws. Because yeah. I was like, why does like, why do guys like Shaq? suck forever when they shouldn't they be able to practice and get well, good enough. I think that's all it
1: boils down to is how much are you devoting to free yeah. throws. Look at the last year Lakers. They sucked dick at, at free throws. It's not hard. Anyone can do well,
2: it. Well, it just said it's, it's hard to ever... Even if you're the best, you don't make 100%. That's what well, yeah, no Stephen one's going to make 100%, saying, so.
1: but you should be above yeah. 55%. What's
2: crazy is that there's a WNBA player who's like a career 95%.
1: Well, isn't the best free throw shooter of all time the one who did it underhand?
2: Yeah, there's those yeah, like weird Rick, trick people. Rick who, Barry. No, I'm saying in, in like there's like trick people who... They're well, not real NBA players.
1: Yeah, they have shit form and or all they, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do and like weird under The person who stuff. has the record for the most consecutive threes in a minute or whatever it was It is shooting like a robot or something.
2: Yeah. It, it, I don't count that stuff, though. I'm saying in the NBA, Steve Nash is up there, and like Curry's up there, some other guys. Mark Price is up there. Yeah, and they're like 92%, but someone in the w, WNBA is like a career 95%.
0: I almost want to say they're only like 90% career. Like ninety or
1: ninety one. Yeah, Steph Curry is uh, barely ninety, and oh, that's weird. number one. Yeah, then Steve Nash. Uh, he's point zero oh or oh oh three or four. Sorry, uh, behind him. So that I means I mean Curry can go down. Then I mean yeah. Nash yeah. is
0: stuck there. But how? Uh, where's Mark Price on that Third. list? Third. Okay,
1: four behind. But look up the w, WNBA. Paisha number four. Yeah. I love me some Paisha.
0: Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> He was like uh, that.
1: WNBA um, at 440.
2: No, I don't think it's a 440%. 440
1: 448 <laughs> out of 477. Jesus. Del Don. Don? Yeah,
2: that's what it was.
1: Oh 93.9. That's my girl, dude. So like
2: wow. Pretty significantly higher than anything And she's NBA still guy. playing, dude. Oh, Del Don's the fucking
0: man. I mean, the woman. Okay. I'm the fucking say. woman. <laughs> No, she's really good. Honestly, I've I've been damn good for her. Quoted on saying, I do enjoy watching some WNBA. I'm not gonna lie, especially when I got a little action on it.
1: I watched yeah. a quick minute of the uh, W. Uh, well, it was a uh, junior men or boys and girls today, uh, like what? world teams. So the boys were, uh, from Africa were playing Europe. And the Middle East, because not that many people, I guess, playing in the uh, Middle East.
2: Was this a dream? <laughs>
1: yeah, was. No, was this at the gym today? Af- yeah. What? What? Well, Team I w- Africa. I was watching it on uh, TV at the treadmill.
0: Oh, I thought you were actually watching this no. at the
1: gym. And then uh, it was it was uh, domestic for the women. It was I don't know, like the South the yeah, West. Des Moines versus yeah. Chattanooga. But uh, interesting. Hey, to Youth see. sports I aren't bad. I, I
0: watched a great ending to a little league game yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I'll cover that in baseball. There you go. But <laughs> I'll give my little spiel on what I thought at the end of the game, and you can tell me if you agree with what the coaches did.
1: All I can say as far as free throws is I hope to God that uh, – what the hell is his name again that's coming to the Lakers from uh, Florida? Coach? What? Yeah, what? Who's the new coach for the Lakers? Vogel. Vogel. Uh, isn't he from Florida? I think he coached at Indiana. I don't well, even know he, if he coached, coached last year. He coached the
2: Magic, year. the Magic two years ago or something. Okay, I was, was, the, I was he, thinking Billy Donovan, like oh Florida, like University. He was
0: he was good for Indiana. Uh, I just hope he and kid
1: hammer home free throws because obviously uh, well, it's Walton, a completely new team Bill.
0: now. Also to think
1: about, I yeah, mean that's we've true. got
0: Quinn Cook. I think I imagine can't be that bad at free throws. Anthony well, Davis is decent for LeBron a big guy. Has never been a good yeah. LeBron's sure. gonna be. In the low seventies. I mean, can, that's just what he does. I can deal Lonzo with him, was one of the big problems. Yeah, Alonzo yeah. was, was bad. All
1: all of the little guys. Sucked. Yeah, Rondo yeah, was still I, I there. I guess you're right. Most of them did kind of leave.
0: But I mean, Quinn Cook will be good. We got some shooters now too. I mean, Quinn Cook. They, uh, Danny Green's not a bad free throw shooter. I imagine. We'll see. It, it'll be better than last year. They definitely won't be last place in free throws. I think they were about last place last yeah, year. Yeah, that
1: was pathetic. Yeah. That's why I didn't back Walton's. Uh, leaving.
2: You're fine with it because of free throws? I was fine
1: with it because of free throws. He
2: doesn't teach free throws. I know,
1: but he should be pissed. Right, chuck a clipboard. Show that you're mad that every one of your goddamn losers was missing free throws. Doesn't work. They're free. You know how you lose a game? You miss a free throw, Andy.
2: There's other ways, too. There's, mm. there's a lot that goes into basketball.
1: Well, if you miss seven shots
2: at the free throw line and you lose by six, there you go. Yeah, but you could have done other things. You could have knocked the ball over at some point. Get out of here, Andy. Go <laughs> Yep. Sorry.
1: But uh, yeah, and I think Nash will be good on TV. Uh, you know who's going to be talking about who is probably
2: older than him, Carter, Vince, Vince Carter. Amanda? I don't think he's he's as old as Steve Nash, but they're probably pretty close. close. I bet you they are about the same age. Because Carter's, I'm what forty two. Nash is forty five years old at this point.
1: How old is Vince Carter? Is he forty two?
2: Yeah.
0: Like I'll say Steve Nash is forty six.
2: Forty five. Damn it. <laughs> so he's barely older. Yeah, I I read a thing today. It said all the. Pl- Here's a bunch of players who were drafted the same year as Vince Carter. And it was just like like, oh, I haven't thought about that guy in ten years. Yeah. Who?
0: Like Antonio McDice oh. or something?
2: No, they had well they had Mobley on there who I mentioned. I do think about him a lot though. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you do. Well, the name that stuck out to me the most I think was Michael Doliak. Oh wow, I don't even know that name oh, at yeah. all. He played at Utah with like Andre Miller way back when Oh Andre Miller, there's a name I haven't heard but, in a while like, either. I don't remember him playing in the NBA. And I was just like, Yeah, Michael Doliak was just a white seven foot guy, you know. A Chris MIM type, if you will. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: Chris MIM. Who's the other? Oh, who's the other guy that was on the Lakers like before MIM? That was the goofy white guy, like Travis Knight oh, or Travis something.
2: Travis Knight was the <laughs> foul specialist. He would get like four fouls in like five minutes. <laughs> just a goon. Well,
0: like NBA was a lot more physical back then too. I bet he just yeah. was just sitting there like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I I like that he's closing out at a uh, at Atlanta.
2: Yeah, sticking another year with that young team.
1: I would have liked to have seen him go back to Toronto, but I get it. A lot of people did. Yeah,
2: not gonna happen. Um, I said he's he's older than Trey Young's dad. That's ridiculous. Honestly,
0: we might be also.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how old is his dad? (laughs) How old is Trey Young? Because he's like like twenty, but he's like a fetus.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer when you're like that young, like Caruso situation too. Just when you're that young and the hair's already that bad, it's just such a bummer. I mean, at that point, at least you can say like, "Hey, you got is." money, I just guess. Take, but. Just take it off. I yeah, I was
1: going to say, is it ballsy for keeping it? Like, oh, yeah. good for you? Or it's, is it like, what are you doing? No,
0: it's... Da- it's uh, What's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Delusion? It's, no, it's like... <laughs> not, you're not wanting to accept it.
2: Yeah, okay. I think delusion... You denial? Think, you, yeah, okay. denial. Yeah. You think that, oh, no one really notices it. Yeah, either. no, like,
0: I'm not losing my hair. I can still grow it. I'll tell you what, though. Talking about Trey Young, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has a very good year this year. It seems like... I've, I've seen him do a lot of, like working out on this offseason they already he talked about big. how he gained like 10 or 15 pounds of muscle and apparently he's going to be working with Kobe on his mid-range jump shot and
2: stuff so Who is this I'm sorry? Trey Young. Oh. He needs to work on like Fighting through screens, toughness, kind of things, and I think that's what he a, is. Yeah, beef up, though. I think and it's the same help. thing.
0: I remember when they were talking about Brandon Ingram when he got drafted. He's like, "I'm 18 years old. Like, I'm gonna grow into my. B- I still have to grow into my body." And it's like, I think that's the thing we forget about a lot of these guys is like, yeah, they're we expect so much of them early on, but it's like they really are only 19 years old, 18 years old, 20 yeah. even. It's still like, like I think I just saw something like with Ben Simmons was walking through like a casino. Yeah, he was getting all these eyes because he can't. He's not even old enough to gamble
1: yet. I don't think. Well, he was claiming uh, discrimination. Or
2: that. Is he 21? Yeah, he has to be. Okay,
0: I think so, too. Yeah, it didn't sound already right his, when I like, fourth
1: year in the NBA, so. Oh, then, yeah. Caruso, though, I'm surprised he's American. He looks Eastern
2: European, and, yeah, he looks 34. Well, do you know, you know, white people came from Europe, so. Okay. You can look Eastern European and be born in this country. No,
1: you can't. Then you look American. There's a difference. I don't, I don't know, know what, what it means. is. I don't know what that means at all. But he just
2: does. He <laughs> has, like, a Bruce Springsteen shirt on or something. Yeah, how do you look, American?
1: I don't. I don't know. You just, I can't describe it, but you know what I'm talking you feel about. It. Yeah, you just, I can tell. A fisherman always spots another fisherman from far, Andy. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think we should I'm move American. On. Let's move on to something even more American than that. Udonis Haslem. Uh, well, yeah. Before we move on, let's say that Udonis <laughs> Haslam is on his way back too.
1: 39 years old. Yeah, years he's, young.
2: He's not quite the uh, player Vince Carter was, but he's. I still... I thought he was older go. than that. Yeah, I think he was like coaching and they forgot that he was actually an active player on the roster and they're like hey we're gonna bring you back as assistant coach and he's like i wasn't a coach i was actually on the team and they're like "Whoa!" um
1: he's up there i would say with and i don't know why is is there a person who had a similar name to serge Ibaka? because i always just thought yeah. like oh this guy played with you know david robinson kind of shit this guy's 29 like serge Ibaka d- definitely oh, did not play with okay tony like this he's from brazzaville
0: uh, he just have has a guy like, that would really like that.
1: old man look to him. I don't know. I think
0: it's because he knows like nine languages and he speaks that every single one of them. at a probably press yeah. conference. some shit. Yeah, probably. that's he what it is. Had... He, I think it's because he, for twenty nine. I mean, I think he brings himself off very like maturely. Like is he, he from the Congo, yeah,
1: Republic of Congo, yeah. yeah. And then I think the he got to like 30. he would see that movie as a kid, and then, then kid, he and then then
0: got like adopted life. by like Spain or whatever because he plays for the Spain national team. I'm yeah,
2: probably. I think he moved to Spain when he was like a teenager or something. Started playing there.
0: Probably a young teenager. Right. probably came to the league around. Yeah. Teen time.
2: Yeah, I think he was a very young player. Teen time.
1: <laughs> All right, well, so, do we want to get off of basketball? Yes, yeah, how do we yeah. transition <laughs>
2: back away from Serge Ibaka and into the National Football League? Because they're big first, guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it had its first preseason game this last week.
0: I actually I d- I watched a little bit of the beginning. I watched the end. Actually, a very good ending. Really?
2: Did you I, not I, see it? No, I put it on for. Actually, I think I, I did have it on, but I didn't pay attention.
0: So you'll enjoy this. Then can I? If you yeah. had, did you hear about the coach for Denver?
2: Well, he had a kidney stone. Yeah. So,
0: Sean, you'll enjoy this because I don't think you've, I doubt you've heard this, or maybe you have. I. But uh, so the score was ten to seven in favor of Atlanta. Denver has the ball, fourth and fifteen. No, I'm sorry, fourth and fourteen on the fifteen. So. Most times in preseason, you're going to go for it a lot of times because, you know, it's preseason. You want to go for the win. But in that situation, I would say most of the time you would actually still kick that field goal even in preseason because there was still a minute and a half left in the game. And that's just too far to, like, go for it. If it was fourth and two at, like, the four, it's a different story. But the reason they didn't go – but the reason why they didn't kick the field goal to tie the game and they went for it is because the Denver's coach was currently going through a kidney stone. Jesus. And wanted the game to not go into overtime because he didn't want to have it. Prolong, yeah. so they go for it and i'm gonna describe this as best i can the quarterback throws it it's kind of in the corner of the end zone it gets tipped up in the air the wide receiver turns around and catches it in the end zone just barely getting his feet in for a touchdown to go up 14 10 and then they ended up winning 14 10 but it was a hell of a touchdown
1: that's one of the biggest fears right there is getting a kidney stone oh yeah don't they have, like, lasers, though, that go in yeah. there and just, like, break it apart? Yeah, I mean,
0: i sure it's a lot easier now if you have a kidney stone compared to, like, 20 years ago, but it's still a painful experience from what I've been told. I've had, my uncle's had some of them. I've had a handful of friends that have had kidney stones, actually.
1: You know, it's funny. I was just talking with uh, a friend's dad, I don't know, a month or so ago, and he was like, yeah. Ah, I don't like going to the bathroom right now. He's like, I'm trying to pass a kidney stone. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, uh, it's not the first time. It's like Jesus.
0: Yeah, just drink your fluids. Yeah, drink you know, a lot you of water. Keep so flushing out the toxins. They say. One of,
2: yeah, one of the things that's actually really bad for you though is a lot of black tea. Yeah. So no, we actually, I know. Uh, no. After who, uh,
1: producer Luke on that.
0: Hey, you know what's funny is we <laughs> it's actually. It's true. We had a server. It was funny. We were at a Lazy Dog one of these days. I'll name drop Lazy Dog here on the Tony's Take Pod. Decent happy hour.
1: The portion of the pod is brought to you by Lazy Dog.
0: And uh, one of the servers there was telling me, he's like, you know, man, I used to drink a lot of tea. Because we were actually with our producer, Luke. And he had had gone through probably like four or five glasses. And the guy's like, you know, man, I used to just drink teas all the time, too. But then what made me stop is, and I'm like, let me guess, kidney stone. And he looked at me like kind of shocked. He's like, yeah, well, not a kidney stone, he said, but he said, a gallbladder stone.
2: Yeah. Which Sounds I, I want to say is about worse? the same thing. I'm going to get those because of genetics.
0: Well, we're sorry to hear that. Hopefully not tonight in the pod.
2: Both my parents have had to have theirs removed.
0: Their gallbladder? What do you
2: need a gallbladder for these days? Yeah, what is a a gallbladder? It stores bile. You know, bile, like when you throw up at the end, there's that really bitter stuff. Yeah. And that, like, helps, like, take out the last stuff, stuff in your stomach or something. I'm not a doctor. I forgot.
1: Yeah, why do we ask? But it it only
2: stores it. and doesn't produce it. So it's still produced, I think, by the liver. So you don't necessarily need it, but you don't have it, so it's it's easier to get like um, acid reflux afterwards or something. Ugh. Yeah. You well, good luck that. with that, Andy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so the more greasy foods you eat, the worse it's going to be. Oh, so, um, so
1: you're just going, going full plant, plant full bore? Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> and uh,
0: what was I even talking about? I
2: don't know kidney stones. Kidney stones. So uh, Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know anymore now. It's the black tea. So he, oh, the tea. That's right. Yeah, that's so then right. the guy said that yeah, he did get that, and honestly, you should have seen the look on his face because I told him I'm like I've heard that before. That tea gives you can is a good is a way to get kidney stones like it over time. And he was like yeah. And once I found that out, I stopped. And like producer Luke was just eyes were just bugged out. But then obviously he didn't. He hasn't stopped. He, he has
1: slowed down on it. I noticed he doesn't make it himself anymore.
0: That's good. He's really shifted to Truly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's his main source of a uh, beverage at this point.
2: Is it Truly actually hydrating? We should actually get like Bill Nye on here or something. No,
1: but you know what? I finally did. I went to Costco yesterday and just got the Kirkland sparkling flavored waters. You
2: and didn't put vodka in it?
1: No, I don't put any. I just drink them as is, and it, oh. that's what I prefer. But it's been so goddamn hot. It's like I'm gonna have a Truly because it is pretty refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want those. But it's funny. Uh, I cracked one at eight or no, at ten this morning. Was, uh just needed something to drink. I was like, Shh. I like kind of thought I was like, Am I having an alcoholic drink right now. Live wild. muscle memory, you know. Yeah. Speaking of truly, yeah. <laughs>
2: All
1: right, I'm uh, a really quick right now because you appreciate this. I'm drinking a belching beaver. Yeah, and it's delicious.
2: IPA. Yeah, they're uh, San Diego. They uh, make the peanut butter one. That's what they're famous for.
1: I have had that, and I'm yeah. a big fan. Uh, I probably like it a little bit more than this guy, uh, Digital Bath.
2: But well, it seems it was Deftones branded. The you know the band. Yeah,
1: Deftones above that. Pretty, pretty uh, cool. But it's pretty good.
2: They're it's probably the spot. Uh, too edgy for Tony. His parents said, "Listen, let him listen to Defo- Deftones."
0: Where are Deftones?
2: <laughs> I did not listen to. They them. were a band from the late '90s. They oh, were kind of uh, like a Andy, better. Let corn, me tell you, uh,
0: uh, my dad would listen to. I don't, ever, I don't think you've ever met my dad. He's darker than me. He's got the olive yeah. skin from Greece. He's not from Greece, but his <laughs> mom and dad are. But he, uh, what I grew up listening to, Andy, and like when I was like 10 years old, was like Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You know, the beginning where he's just taking a piss in the urinals, how it like starts off. He's just like, ah, da-da-da-da-da. Sipping on Gin and Juice. That's what I grew up listening to, like stuff like that. But my dad would... Get away with bumping that stuff because he already looked so dark that it was kind of like.
2: <laughs> I don't know if he looked that dark. Let's.
0: His, his arms pretty dark. Yeah. But anyway, that's a little story there about Keeping what it I real. grew up listening to. Not so much of the rock stuff like that. Mine was like when I would be driving with my mom. It was a lot of like alternative stuff. There's a lot of Third Eye Blind. The.
2: Well, that was the era of the death. Yeah, Days. there was a they lot just of weren't that K rock popular.
0: Yeah. All right, but that was back when you had to like take the CD out.
2: Yeah, no, definitely did the worst. Or you had a cassette player. I mean, who had a car that had a CD player in 2001? It's fancy like, people shit.
1: My dad had like it was like an I aftermarket. Think every
0: car I've been, except for my dad's it, like old it Toyota had f- truck.
1: Five disc, but yeah. it was in the back. So it's like you would just put all like five of your CDs in there, and then just well, that's it for this
2: year. Those are my options. Yeah. Well, you could change it, you know, when you get home. One of them was a Rolling Stone album.
1: Yeah, if you really get really
2: one of those. Yeah, just get like five greatest hits albums yeah. and throw them in there. Like Tom Petty greatest hits yeah. was
1: in there. Bad Company. Yeah, it was good it. in my dad's car. My yeah. mom's car had a cassette of Shania Twain. We hit that <laughs> shit. You fucking kidding me? Every goddamn day.
2: Yeah. No cassettes. What an idea. Um, was this sports or something? Yeah. <laughs> this has
1: been our entertainment pod.
2: Uh, we're still talking gallbladders and kidney yeah. stones. Well. Yeah, I guess the point is preseason football is out there. Um, that was that was the first game this week. There's going to be a lot more games, and uh, I think we have some uh, tips out there for you.
0: Yeah, so i was actually been listening to a few things, and uh, people might think like, oh, only degenerates bet on preseason football. That could be half true, but also a lot of these sharp bettors, the professionals in Vegas that I've been listening to recently have all said that Preseason footballs where they all make a lot of good money for themselves early on because of a few trends they've gone by over the years, and a few of them are coaches' all-time records. So they were saying, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I do know the two coaches they said that were good were Pete Carroll and then the best by far over the last 10 years is John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh has a ridiculous preseason record and has currently won 13 straight preseason games and has covered the spread all 13 times because they were saying how generally especially in the first week the spread in a lot of these games is usually like only like three points or so like three or less can't be like they're not very high at all so that's why obviously if you win 13 straight games there's a good chance you're covering a three point spread every time but uh anyway yeah that's one of those teams so the Ravens actually are I heard was like four and a half point favorites this week so that's almost one of those things where you almost want to blindly just take and kind of be like hey we'll see and then Another thing that I – I can't remember which coaches aren't very good, but I remember that two of them that didn't do well last year were two first-year coaches, and it was uh, v- uh, Vrabel and Patricia.
2: Yeah, I think I was going to say Belichick. And that's the thing is they both came so from the Belichick
0: team, so it kind of was ironic that they both didn't do good. I think – I want to say Patricia went 1-3 and three and Vrabel went 0-4, over, over I think I heard they said. But uh, another interesting stat, too, that I heard about it was that, yeah, teams some most teams don't care if they win or lose – but teams don't want to go 0-4. So I've heard something that said, like, when a team starts off 0-1, a lot of times week two they actually will try a little harder because they just want to get at least, like, one preseason win. They don't want to get, like, completely embarrassed. And then just a couple little good side notes I heard, too, was, like, you think of certain teams. We talked about uh, San Francisco 49ers could be a good team to back in the preseason because of the fact that you have Jimmy G, but uh, after him you've got Beathard and – Mullins and both of them got good playing time last year, and both of them did okay. I think Mullins actually did pretty good, and uh, so that they have the experience when they come in and stuff. And then they said the another team to kind of keep an eye on was the Saints because they have Teddy Bridgewater there backing up now and Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. which are also two quarterbacks that i have had experience and are good. So those two teams are kind of also to look at to do well because they do have the deep core with quarterbacks, and then uh, one of them though, and I know this for years now one of the worst though is the dallas cowboys their backup quarterbacks have always been horrendous over the last few years and they talked about how they've got a couple guys that are not very good as their backups and a quick little story one of the first times i ever bet the summer of 2009 we were all out of high school and we would mess around with those like five dollar 10 team parlays that would pay out to like you know a ridiculous amount like you know 19 parlays would pay out to like a few hundred bucks. And I remember there was three or four of us in on it. I want to say there was four of us and we all got a $5 bonus bet. So we all put down our $5 on a, I want to say it was an eight or nine team parlay. And it was a combination of preseason football and baseball. And, uh, it, believe it or not, it, and we, if we would have won, we each would have made a profit of like $915 and we're 18 years old. I mean, that's a,
1: all I the mean, I'll in the t- world,
0: i take $1,000 right now, but I mean, especially when you're 18, that's a monster win for us. And we came down to the last game. And the last thing we had was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Oakland Raiders. And we had Dallas Cowboys, I want to say like minus one or two. We basically, I think we just needed Dallas to win. Started off good. Here's a name you probably haven't heard in a little bit. Let off with a touchdown, Marion Barber.
2: Yeah, he was great.
0: He started off. We're up 7-0 early. We're feeling good. After that, Andy, it was a shit show. They brought in these quarterbacks, these little white guys that I've never even heard of. And we still Steven to this Stephen McGee? Yes. McGee <laughs> was one of them. And we still to this day, whenever we see that preseason game, Raiders and Dallas, because I they felt like they played each other like every year in the preseason. Whenever we would see that game, still to this day, we will be like, God damn it. Like that's the game that fucked us.
2: Yeah, you actually do see repeat matchups in the preseason a lot because they like to stay local. Yeah. So like Chargers' schedule is usually Cardinals. And they like they don't like to play in division. Yeah. So the Chargers' yeah, don't schedule is usually Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks, and like one other team. So I just know that from watching them. Um, another question I have, I don't know if you got any research done. Do teams that have like an ongoing QB battle, do they play better? I'm thinking like Miami right now, both fits. No, no, that's – And doesn't want to play well.
0: They didn't say that, but I – would assume so, and that's a good point actually to make because that is a good thing to look at. Because the one thing they did emphasize was the QB depth. Like you want to know when you're betting on one of those teams is how many quarterbacks are playing that night. Are you only? Is there only going to be two? Is there going to be three? Because of later in the game, obviously, you know you have some complete scrub come in. Then it's kind of like oh, you know you don't want that, but it's uh, that's actually a really good point because yeah, if you do have a team that has two quarterbacks fighting for, it, then they're most likely going to each get like a half. Also, you would think. Yeah. Like a couple quarters each. I mean, you're not going to give one guy normally a quarter. I would think at least a quarter and a half. But uh yeah, no, it's a good point. I would definitely look at, you know, that those teams also, but blindly they say the Baltimore Ravens right now, 13 and 0 in their last 13 preseason games, good team to just maybe blindly go in on, see what happens.
2: Yeah, we'll keep it But uh, we will
0: have yeah, we can actually now that we know those little trends, we can definitely pay attention to those. Those will be fun, but that starts uh this Thursday, I believe, is uh, some more preseason action.
2: Yeah. It's exciting. We, yes, uh, it
0: is. Football's here. Yeah. It's here.
2: Outside of the games, we uh, you know have a bit of news. Uh, Michael Thomas got a big extension from the Saints. So one of the most productive receivers of the past few years. Uh, makes sense for the Saints to just give him what he wants. He's still young and this is where contracts are going so he's going to get 20 million a year. Yeah. And that's he's the first receiver or running back to ever get that kind of money. Um, not many players outside of quarterback have got that kind of money, but I believe uh, some of the defenders like Khalil Mack have gotten that recently. But it's a ton. When, when you when yeah. you see some of what like Melvin Gordon and Elliot are asking for. Yeah. It's a lot less than that.
0: And that's the thing is I'm starting to like I was talking about is so with that said speaking of Ezekiel Elliott his people came out today his agent and they said he's not going to play unless it's a new contract so it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening but it seems like you're kind of seeing this a little bit with uh running backs like I talked about last week or a couple weeks ago I think how they were showing talking about stats of running backs like in 2000 how there was like 20 different running backs that had 10 games of at least 15 carries and then last year and then it slowly kept declining like in 2015 it was like 7 and then last year there was only one that – I don't know which one it was, but there was only one record running back last year that had at least – that had 15 carries in 10 games. And it's just kind of like these running backs – I mean, you saw Le'Veon Bell hold out. It's like these running backs aren't getting much like respect. Like a lot of these teams are kind of thinking like with the running backs, like, oh, it's just – because out, like, out with the old, in with the new. Because the life expectancy for running backs does seem to be – except for obviously the great ones, but like only like four or five years of pure dominance, and then it kind of is that next person – kind of sneaks in there or something like that. And it's um, it's getting interesting because we always even talking about too, is when you think about it, it's like, you know, there used to be fullbacks and now fullbacks are gone. Obviously the running backs never going extinct, but it seems like a lot of teams are starting to go more with just two running backs or and just aren't wanting to pay running backs like what running backs are wanting to get paid. And like you said, it's even it's significantly less than what these receivers are getting or even linebackers kind of and stuff or Yeah. So it's kind of interesting just to see the direction the NFL is going with the running back. And I think they also, they talked about it more because teams are throwing more, a lot more teams do fast offenses. Now a lot more teams throw more, but it's also, you can't really touch the quarterback anymore. So teams like to throw because it's like, you know, if you hit the quarterback wrong, that's 15 yards. You, you know, the, the, there's been some more rules changed. I feel like with how you can even defend a wide receiver. And it's just more beneficial for teams to throw the ball more now. So they're not, willing to want to pay the running back what they're wanting to get paid they can just kind of be like hey we'll just find another running back and jerry jones had a statement last week that said you don't need a good running back to win the super bowl so he's seems like he's not gonna budge on elliot so it'll be very interesting i mean i was the guy that got screwed last year in fantasy picking Le'Veon bell so maybe that'll happen to some people this year with elliot
2: yeah for two of the top five guys to be holding out right now yeah it's scary fantasy Pretty and tough. I think
0: I think normally people would be like, ah, they'll sign. But then when you saw what happened with Bell last year, it goes in the back of people's heads like, wait a minute, maybe not. I mean, maybe it's very possible that we could have an NFL season this year without either of
2: those guys. So uh, it'll be uh, interesting in that aspect to see. Yeah, nobody wants to invest a lot in running backs anymore. And it's changed even over three years. You say Jerry Jones made that statement. Why'd they draft him number four overall? I think they could have drafted Joey Bosa. Or Ramsey or something. There was there was, there was really good guys. I'm sure they there. could have still gotten Ramsey. I feel like Bosa went like I think top was three and three. really was four. But yeah, yeah. It's like they could have got Jalen Ramsey, who was you know a great prospect and has turned into a really good oh yeah player. Like Ramsey would have shined in Dallas. He already likes the, the spotlight. If he
0: yeah. was on a Cowboys team, he really would be uh who. We've, I'd almost scared to think how he would act because <laughs> he would be uh on the one of the most popular teams in America.
2: Well, we've seen how Elliott's acted, you know, fighting security guards and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing, too, and I think that kind of is in the back of their heads is like, hey, he's had off-field issues. Why do I want to spend this much money on a guy? And if he makes one more mistake, he's out half a season. And it's kind of like you just tell yourself, like, we can maybe go find someone else. Like, he's a good asset, he's a good player, but you can't take that risk, especially with a running back, that what if in two years he's not even nearly as dominant as he is? You want to find other pieces and just know that uh, another running back will probably show up at some point. And if the Dallas has as good of an offensive line as they do, it might not be that hard to find somebody to do well. But uh, what yeah. else? We, uh,
2: Their last running back, DeMarco Murray, was a third-round pick. And now he's out of the league because yeah.
0: the Dallas did the same thing. They got didn't let probably want go. to give him what he wanted, let him go, played for the Eagles, played for Titans. the Titans, and then now he's coaching somewhere in college, Arizona, I think, the yep. Wildcats. He's All doing right. some uh, coaching stuff there, so. You know, it comes and goes quickly for these running backs these days. Uh, Are we, uh, I think, is that the football chatter?
2: The last thing in the NFL we have is another player we just can't stop talking about. Antonio Brown had more drama this week where he had a foot injury that's going to knock him out for most of training camp, at least. And we didn't, no one really knew what it was. Today was reported that he was using a cryogenic like healing thing and didn't properly protect his foot and got frostbite.
1: Oh, Classic. so
2: that sounds insane. That's karma. <laughs> but then there was a, there's a Twitter doctor who was he was the Chargers. What? Oh. He's uh, Dr. now. Dr. Twitter. He was he's, he's a doctor on Twitter. He was the Chargers' former team doctor. Horrible team doctor. Chargers were always hurt. So I don't know if I really trust because this it, guy. Twitter doctor, yeah, he's not really there. You want a real doctor? <laughs> well, he's a real doctor, but don't he's on 149 characters. His whole thing, something. his whole thing is he watches football games on Sundays and tweets about the injuries, telling people what he thinks it is. And he's been. This is probably after how many beers? Also, yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's I mean, like it's like the ref, the ref expert guys, and he's been pretty decent at it. But so he said that he thinks this is a, a story. In that, really, Antonio Brown has a fungal infection, infection that he doesn't want people to know about. So. Whoa. Wow.
1: Well, he tweeted it to all 45,000
2: of his followers. <laughs> Probably has more than that. 46,000 of his followers. I think followers. he's just called like NFL Doctor or something. Hmm. I'm going to look it up. I'll tell is you. Is he how many... an
1: actual doctor or is he like yes. Dr. Phil?
2: He was the Chargers team doctor. He's a real doctor.
1: Well, don't introduce him as the doctor on Twitter. Then.
2: I like that introduction, though, kind of. The Twitter doctor. <laughs> That's, I think, what he's known as. He'll fix your
0: tweet yeah <laughs> you imagine with a joe like I, 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 i've never <laughs> had a case like this before
2: he has a hundred you can
1: save this one
2: <laughs> he, he's at pro football doc and he's got one hundred thirty-one thousand followers <laughs> look at you over there using so, twitter he yeah. loves twitter Andy's our new twitter guy no, that's too. using that's called google
1: look at you over there using google yeah. loves but andy google. is our new twitter guy uh, so follow us and there. i actually recently take. Have, have now take back tony underscore tony's right what? Yeah, or just Tony's. It, yeah, take. did you say take back Tony? Well, I think that's the like the actual name. I don't think so. <laughs> what is it? Let's
0: it's Tony's underscore take, take underscore Tony.
1: Isn't that what I said? Can't you change that? I don't know, but it was already taken.
0: Re- regardless, I'm now on Twitter also. I just downloaded. I haven't so we're gonna have a, yeah, a take nice underscore us, A nice team of us on Twitter here soon.
1: But Tony's we're, take will get you there too on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we're gonna take the Twitter world by storm here Do a so.
1: lot
2: of polls. I do the polls. I love polls. So do polling companies. And strippers. Are are yeah. going to do like... <laughs> no, Tony. <laughs> Joe Biden polls or anything? Yeah. It's really important. We need to know.
1: What? If he's going to cure cancer or not? Yeah.
2: He's all over the polls. And that's his thing.
1: Which polls are we talking about?
2: Political polls.
1: Okay. Good save.
2: Okay. On to baseball. Because we're done with the NFL now. We're done with Antonio Brown's gross foot. Woo. Uh, we, had, we had the trade deadline. It passed last week. We had some... Movement, it seemed like it was going to be a very slow deadline. But in the end, we got a couple big deals. I think the day before the deadline, we had the yeah. Trevor Bauer, Yasil Puig, Fran Muel, <laughs> Reyes deal. Three-team trade. And Bauer somehow went to the Reds. And really quickly, we, the two big predictions we talked about was
0: that we thought Bauer and Castellanos would get traded. And they both ended up getting traded, but we'll get there. Yeah. But what we were surprised about, at least I was, Bauer going to the Reds. I thought he'd go to a contender.
2: Yeah, I thought Bauer is going to be a free agent, but I guess he has another year in the deal, so maybe the Reds are thinking oh. we could build something. Okay, and have that, a good rotation otherwise.
0: That makes sense then. But they, gave, they do have that Castillo guy.
2: They're a young team. Yeah. They gave up one of their better prospects, but that's mm-hmm. all they
0: their number one prospect yeah. to the San
2: Diego Padres. So, yeah, it was also interesting be to see. The Padres get involved. They traded Frontmil Reyes who Yeah, that was sad said, to see. They said just can't doesn't work in the NL. He needs to play DH. He's Yeah. He's a big they did that. Here. They
0: did that, looking out for him, because he's a guy that you're going to want to have in your lineup. And you're probably right. His fielding's probably not the greatest, and he. Uh, and it's also one of those things, in my opinion, with the, as the Padres, it's a sell high thing. He had 30 home runs. Yeah, he's a good hitter, but is he going to hit 30 every year? I don't know. I mean, he's a power boy, but still, it's like I don't know if you can depend on that average being up there every year. I mean, I don't even know what it is now. I want to say he's probably batting like the two fifties or something. But, hey, I'll tell you what, though. We said that the Indians needed hitting, and all of a sudden now I'm a little excited for the Indians. You have yeah. Puig and Reyes in the middle of that lineup because I think that could help Ramirez get back on track. You have Lindor at the top. It's going to bring some life into them. You know, they're going to – They're and Santana's having a good year. I mean, they're going to – honestly, I think they're going to start doing something. They still have the good pitching. you got Kluber still. Salazar, if he decides – if he's going to come back. You have Bieber, Clevenger. I mean – they already have a good bullpen. Like they're they they're gonna make some noise. I think now they're gonna have a they're gonna be a fun team to watch. I think if they can get to the playoffs,
2: yeah, they're they're right there again. And interesting year for them. I think they didn't know which way they're gonna go. And yeah, I think they're, no, they're, surviving. they're back to contending. I think
0: this year has been a very big. Uh, we'll probably get there in a minute too about like certain teams that have just come out of the the grave. Yeah, and we'll get there. But
2: so before we get to the big biggest moves, yeah. I want to talk about some of the smaller ones we had. Like I said, Castellanos went to the Cubs.
0: I like that move a lot. In my opinion, that's more than a smaller move. I think that's a nice move for the Cubs. Well,
2: there's a big one at the end here.
0: Well, I know the big one, but...
2: Um, Scooter Jeanette.
0: Yeah, I like that. He went to the Giants, right?
2: So he's had a miserable season for the Reds, but he had really but good he was hurt. 17 and 18. Yeah. And yeah, he went to the Giants, who I don't know if they're looking to try to make the playoffs. They're still. I think
0: they are. They're like two or three games out of the wild card.
2: Yeah, everyone seems to be out of the, just barely out of the wild card. And I yeah, think but it, I mean, hey... We're gonna do a deep dive in the NL West, so we'll save that discussion for how they're doing this year for that. So we're gonna move on from scooter. scooter. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the Braves made a big move to uh really shore up their bullpen in Shane Green and Mark Melanson. Yeah. Um, like Blanton hasn't been as good. Braves as the already US had a Braves
0: already had a pretty good bullpen too. That makes that bullpen really nice.
2: So I don't know if they gave a whole bunch up to do this, but I think they. I don't know. They believe that bullpens really matter. I know people. And I,
0: the only thing I worry about with the Braves if, when they get to the playoffs is too young of starting pitching. You're gonna have to depend yeah. on that Sirocco guy and Freed and I don't know.
2: And will Avich be back? We'll yeah, yeah. He should come out. back from
0: his deathbed.
2: Um, but they're they're pretty. Locked in there, it seems like they're going to get that second seed. Yeah. But really, the big yep, the big move, the big team that made moves was the Astros. Yep. Zach. They got Zach Grinky, who's having a really good year, even though he's old. And then they also traded for a struggling pitcher, Aaron Sanchez, Sanchez. Yeah, who I think is a good pitcher. He's just a bad team. Yeah, I think you saw with the Blue Jays with uh, him and Stroman. Yeah, they wanted like out. Three years ago, they were... You know, and good. I
0: was saying, here's start. the thing too. I think as a pitcher, and Strowman was actually vocal about this. It's frustrating when you go out there and you give six, seven innings, you give up three runs, and you're down three zero. Like you don't, you know, you went out there, you gave a good outing. I know Sanchez had his struggles this year, but I just think you're not as inspired. So then, when you do go on a good team, like you go up to Houston, it, it inspires you. If I'm not mistaken, was that his first start when they threw the combined no hitter?
2: Yeah, so was his first start with the team.
0: He went six no hit innings. Bullpen came in to shut it down, and that's what Houston's gonna do. Right now, Houston's my team to win the World Series after that so move. I was
2: going to mention that Houston is now the favorite at two to one. Uh, okay well uh, what are the Dodgers then? five to two So what are they like plus three and fifty.
0: Two two and a half 50, I it's
2: marginal, but it, they, I would they put honestly up. I think a, I
0: was almost going to say a good bet would be to put money on both of them just to win the pennants because I think you're bound to get at least one of them, but then it's like even if you do just what win do one and money? lose if you only split it, you only get your money back so it's not worth it but Houston's I think it's going to be Houston Dodgers
2: again. And then it comes to that whole thing with And I you don't think so? No, i am scared of George Springer like becoming the best player in baseball. <laughs> no, but
0: I was gonna get at something. Like, here's my thing, Andy. Do you think I mean obviously Zach Grink is a good pitcher, you wanted to get him. I think we all know, unless something happens, you know, I'll knock on wood for you. But Dodgers should get to the World Series again this year. I don't think anyone in the National League can beat them in a series at all. And I know you probably don't want to say that to jinx it, so I'll say it for you. I really don't think a team in the National League can beat them in a series. But I almost wonder: did Houston think getting a guy like Zach Zachary, who's faced the Dodgers a good amount in his career because of being with Arizona recently? Like, do they think like they want a pitcher that's kind of familiar
2: with that team, a little bit, or comfortable against that team? I think they're just going all in again with this core, yeah. knowing that what you know, Correa and Springer and all these Altuve—they just they haven't really lived up to that promise of how good they were in 2017. Yeah, they're still going to make tons of money and. and how is this gonna last? And then you have Bregman, so, who's even
0: better than he they yeah. were than he was. Well,
2: they, they would have been nothing if he didn't break out like this. Yeah. So they've kind of, I think they're realizing Verlander's you know forty two years old already. He I mean, like
0: leads the American League and wins, right? Yeah, like fourteen or fifteen.
2: So I think they realize like let's just let's just try to win now again. So they yeah they went out they got a guy they didn't have to give up any of their top guys to get. They gave up. Seth Beer, which is very sad. Great I would name. hate to give up a guy named Seth Beer, but now he's in the know. That would have been a fan favorite for anybody who has to get that guy's jersey. Yeah. that's. I'd hope to see him in the majors someday with the Diamondbacks. So good on them. Uh, what's strange, and we'll talk about more about them, is they're still in it, and yet they gave up one of their top pitchers. It's, that's
0: yeah, I don't weird. even know. I was just looking at those stats, too. Marte and Escobar, both up there in, like, league leader stuff. I think Escobar's, like, second in the National League in RBIs. And Marte's, like first and overall hits and like sixth or fifth and average. And it's like, it's pretty crazy how uh, the diamondbacks, you know, they thought they gave a lot of people away in the offseason. Everyone was like, ah, oh, they're not going to be good. They're
2: going to be the last place in that division. And
0: not the case. Yeah. Not the case at all.
2: Well, let's go uh, into the NL West here. All right. So as we said, the Dodgers are the best team in the NL. They're 75 and 40. They've got an 18 game lead on any other team in the division. Uh, Cody Bellinger is probably going to win MVP if he keeps up playing well. He hit another home run last night. Uh, you don't Max think Bellinger,
0: Muncy, you don't think what
2: Yellich will get him? He's had a better season than Yelich, and his team is better, so I think he'll win. And Yelich, also Yellich has to clearly overtake him. got it last
0: year, and I feel like sometimes if it's that close, they'll give it to the guy that didn't win it.
2: Yeah, I, I see that too. All um, right. Yeah, Max Muncy has been really good for them again. Big surprise last year. Oh, he year had a big game on Sunday, walk-off. So. Double, right? Went like four for five. Yeah. So he's, you know, probably their second best guy. And then outside of him, they just have a bunch of depth. They can just plug and play different guys. You know, Pollock's back. You got Peterson. You got Vertigo. You got Justin Turner's hitting really well again. Will Smith just comes up and kills guys. He's, (laughs) He's great. So they just got just a ton, a ton of depth on that team. And yeah, with their pitching. Uh, Ryu is most likely going to win the ERA t- title. I don't know if he'll get Cy Young. I think he'd still probably be the betting favorite right now. Yeah. And just that the top three starters they have, Ryu, Kershaw, and Bueller is really, really good. I mean, it, they don't need to have great pitching to be a great team because their offense is so good, but to have those three starters is Yeah, the Dodgers impressive. have nothing to worry about. And I they have don't. a ton of young talent. We saw Gonsolin last night. We saw Dustin May before. Rios was still one of the better pitching prospects of the last decade he still doesn't seem to figure it out totally but these are just this is just depth for the bullpen they got so moving on from the Dodgers we got in second place we got two teams tied the Giants 56 and 57 tied with the Diamondbacks the Giants are they got really hot that's, they were in last place most of the year they got really yeah. hot that's how they got to this record they still have a negative 59 run differential though. That's insane. Which shows to me they're just not really that good of a team. They just got a There hot was
0: a streak. team like that last year I feel like. That was up there. Was and it they the had Mariners? Yeah, I think it was the Mariners that had a negative run differential and people were like they're going to fall off because like they're not that good. Like yeah, the yeah. record shows that but it's like if you're in the negatives
2: it's just a matter of time. Yeah, so the Giants lineup is actually really bad. Oh, Crawford's no, I agree. having it's, a bad it's year. Very Belts bad. Not doing and I don't anything. think
0: they have any like amazing pitching. I'm like, sure yeah, Bumgarner's
2: pitching side. Bumgarner's been solid. Will right. Smith has been really good out of the bullpen, but he's still how much you can get out of a guy who pitches, you know, every other day at most. You know, it's just not a ton of innings. So they're I, they're just not a very good team, but they're in second place, and they're actually they're in it. And maybe they get they continue to stay hot. Maybe Scooter Jeanette turns it around. Yeah, Brandon Belt could get hot. Yeah, no, but they definitely have some veterans because I really hate that team. Yeah, we have the Diamondbacks tied with them. You said Kettle Marte. It's been yeah, they've been had amazing. some guys step up.
0: Marte's had a. Honestly, if it wasn't for – I feel bad for some of these people because we were just talking about it today. I mean, this is out of the division, but like Freddie Freeman's having a great year again, local kid. And I'm like, I just feel bad for him because he's having such a good year, but it's like Yelich and Bellinger would be ahead of him in the MVP vote. Same thing yeah. with Marte. Marte's definitely an MVP candidate, but then it's like you look at the season Bellinger and Yelich have had, and it's just like, man, the National League has just had some guys while in the American League, it looks like Trout's going to run away with it again. Yeah, it really He's just be. having a fucking amazing season again.
2: Yeah, and then for the Diamondbacks' pitching – you know, Grinky had been really good for him and now he's gone. Uh, Robbie Ray hasn't repeated that like great season. He had a couple of years ago, but he's still pretty solid. Um, Luke Weaver, who they got from the Cardinals in the uh, Goldschmidt deal. He's actually been pretty good, but he hasn't been healthy. So I don't know. They're a team looking towards the future. They, they've got young guys. They, you know, they traded, they seem to really turn over a lot of the team over the last two years with Grinky gone and Goldschmidt gone and Pollock gone. And it's like, so I think they're looking for the future, even though they're you know a 500 team. Yeah, uh, the Rockies might be the most disappointing team in, in baseball, based yeah. on winning 92 games last year, and now they're they're at yeah, 52 they had and some,
0: 60. They had some pitchers just didn't bring it like they did last year. Yeah, Kyler, the, Kyle, Kyle Freeland, Freeland was especially. the big one. Yeah, that bullpen's been garbage all season. Blackman, Arnado doing their thing still, surprisingly. But that yeah, offense it just really didn't good. seem like it had the, the depth it had
2: last no, year. No, it's really just those three guys that have produced and, this year.
0: And Dahl's had his moments.
2: Yeah. But again, numbers and cores aren't... We thought are that, hard. though.
0: And then LeMahieu. Some people, it's still the same. Yeah. LeMahieu's leading the American League in almost the entire league in batting average. So it is still... You know, Yeah, I do agree with that, though, 100% about the Colorado. So... But there's that. But then, hey, but then you can't always take it away from all those guys. Like, I feel like no matter where Arnado was, he'd be a good hitter.
2: No, definitely. It's just that the other guys really aren't. So, Black,
0: Blackman, I question, though, sometimes. I don't know why, but I just feel like if Blackman wasn't in Colorado, I just don't. I mean, I know he'd still be good, but I don't think it would be like 320 hitter.
2: Yeah, no, he'd have, he'd have a place somewhere. LeMahieu
0: made his point. I mean, LeMahieu, all kudos to him. He was batting three thirty, three forty, or whatever, I think, one year in Colorado. Now he's batting 336 going into today.
2: And then in last place, I'm sorry to tell you, yeah, San Diego Padres. But hey, I'll
0: tell you what though, that'll be flipped in a couple of years. Yeah. That is a very young team. It's a good. It's going to be a good team.
2: Yeah. What I'd be concerned about is that
0: being too good, that no yeah. other teams have a chance
2: outside of Tatis Junior. The young like hitters haven't really shown up. Yeah. Well, you hope Machado has a better year next year. So, well, I'm talking about the like the rookies, all the guys, um, <gasps> Luis Urias, and yeah. there's the other one that I'm forgetting. Another like rookie out there. They're just not producing, um, but they do have yeah Machado. Really I would say it's the, the
0: pitching though. Like Paddock's been good when he's yeah. been on, and then uh,
2: and then was Mark Margavicius or that guy. It's been pretty good. Yeah, they have. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I mean, they've got
0: other guys, but who knows? Yeah, so it's, still, it's they're a, a really long young, time away. Really yeah, young
2: they're, team. And they got another prospect from the Reds. So. Yeah, it's it's not their time yet. They they kind of started out like oh maybe maybe it is and like Machado's there for ten years so he had a lot of time to completely build around him and Tatis which is I'm I'd be fine with that that's my infield that's my third base and shortstop yeah great defense a lot of power well that's the NL West there's really yeah. not much the only other thing I wanted to talk about just
0: for talking about teams that died was how the Mets have kind of come back to life you know they went and got Stroman and people were kind of like ah eh. Why are they even trying still? But it's like they've been hot. They won again today. They're only a couple games out of the wild card too. The NL wild card, both wild cards really, but especially the NL, is gonna be fun to watch at the end. Because you you have right now Washington and Philly that are leading. And I wouldn't be honestly, you hear this here first from me. Obviously there's still a month and a half, two months to go, pretty much, month and a half. Washington and Philly currently lead the wild card. I wouldn't be surprised. I think neither of those teams will make the playoffs. Wow. I think below them, I think St. Louis or Milwaukee can jump them. And I'm going to say, honestly, I don't know. That Mets team, it kind of excites me a little bit. I think they might start getting inspired. I think that pitching rotation can come around. And I think the Mets could honestly leapfrog both of those teams. Not saying they'll even make the playoffs, because I'm still strong on Milwaukee and St. Louis. I think, for sure, Milwaukee, I think. But, I mean, St. Louis, you would think so. But I'll, I'll be bold, man. I'll say the Mets can... Maybe do something. It'd be fun to see.
2: Well, the other thing is the Rockies ended up getting that. Or no, they actually they did get the wild card, but they were um,
0: they played Arizona last year, right in the wild card game.
2: Oh, they played the Cubs. It was something really weird. Remember? Oh, it was the Cubs. It was
0: the Cubs, and they yeah. beat them. It went but extra because innings because
2: they played a they played a playoff game before. Remember the Dodgers. The Dodgers and Rockies had to play, play, a play for the division, games, division, right? And the Brewers and Cubs had to play for the division, and then and then they played a wild card. It was crazy, and it
0: went like twelve innings or something, right? If I remember correctly, it yeah. went extra innings for sure. And the Rockies
2: ended up beating them. You're right. Yeah, but the point I was making was that they were out of it. The Diamondbacks were actually in second place for most of the year, and the Rockies kind of got hot at the end of the year. So they're still even those teams at the bottom. The Rockies, the Pirates, the Reds—they're like technically still alive. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but. It was crazy, crazy. You would think the Brewers would end up pulling it off because of their lineup, but I don't know. Well, we I don't know who my out. favorite is there. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it. That's
1: going to wrap mean. us up for the sports, huh? Yep. It's been a good one. Foot funguses, old people. Yeah,
2: we want places.
1: I'm loving it. Uh, you've been listening to episode 127 of the Tony's Take podcast. We're getting up there, guys. I am Sean, and joined with me, we had off-road fungus, Andy. Thank you. (laughs) And Tony, he'll keep his gallbladder. Yes. (laughs) Cats. Make sure you hit that subscribe. We'll see you later.